There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Oh, for God's sake, stop. Somebody just uh, sent us a thing that said, we think maybe we found an Instagram page worse than Brady's, and it's uh, KEZ's Beth McDonald's page. But I'll tell you right now, Brett and I both agreed within the first three clicks, Beth's is better. Yeah. Because she's got some alcohol on there, and she's giving you ways to make unique drinks. And then a couple of shots of Beth back when she was relevant as a, uh, a woman before her 40s. And uh, not bad. When she wasn't sour milk. When she wasn't all she was know, expired. curdled <laughs> cottage cheese. We didn't have to pasteurize her. Yeah. Before she was swinging a big crank around. Boy, i tell you what. I'm, I, I, we need to have, like I said last week, a, a programmer that I looks mean. at all this stuff and says, sorry, your ratings are too low. We have to cancel your page. You can't go on like this. It's just, it's, ugh. there's no gatekeeper to what entertainment is. I, I was telling these guys, I just I was driving down the road yesterday, I went to grab some food, you know, in zombie state after you lose your dog, you're a day or two of just kind of like, meh. Go grab a, a quick bite. Took my car through the car wash over on 7th Street and Rose. Heading back down Rose. Rose is kind of a small, it's like a passway. It's like a two-lane road, but it gets from A to B. It's got a couple schools on it. It's mostly neighborhood, but it's a little wider than normal. So it's a traveled road, but not crazy. And I see these two people in the distance fighting. They're arguing like crazy. Hands are up. Italian argument. As I get closer, oh, I realize they're Asian. I couldn't oh. see the lady real well, but I'm like, that's an Asian fellow. He's going to perform some sort of karate on that lady with those hands. They were. And then as I get closer, uh, I realize that they're both doing the same thing. And these people in their early 40s at 12 in the afternoon on a Sunday are standing on the side of a road with their phone propped up against a light pole doing a TikTok video. And I'm like, stop. No one, no one wants to see. No one cares about two 40-year-old people who aren't attractive trying to be entertaining on rows. I wanted to hit them with my car and do them a favor and put them out because I wasn't in a mood for it. But we need to have, like they used to, like NBC would look every day and go, all right, well. These shows are performing. These are clearly not. Are they worth tweaking or are we just cancel them? And that's what Instagram and TikTok and all, they need to be tweaked. It just needs to be tweaked. With, with all the streaming services, nothing gets canceled. Nothing gets canceled. 
that used to be something. Yeah. That used to be a job of someone's to say we need to cancel this. People don't need to be fooled into now thinking everything has an end date. Instagram doesn't care, but NBC used to be like we can't have this in our in our family of shows. It's embarrassing. Instagram's like everybody, go ahead, be entertaining. It's terrible. My dog death announcement was more entertaining than Brady and Beth's page together. <laughs> it's going to have more views and everything else. It was just a fantastically entertaining thing. And more uplifting than watching anything on what I saw with Beth outside of her drinking herself to death, which clearly she must be doing. Well, she did take a picture of a bug and Brady got a little butthurt about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. Yeah. <laughs> stealing. Because, yeah, that is – that's like one of the Awakenings guys stealing the other one's tennis ball. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Why can't you be more like Peacocktober and just be entertainment wall-to-wall? Peacocktober. Scott Haynes has fired off a lineup for Peacocktober, starting with La Brea Law and Order STD unit, which is good. New Amsterdam, my dick hurts. <laughs> and, of course, Chicago Fire when I pee. That's very solid, Scott. Well done. Yeah. You can bring back Mike Hammer. Why? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a dude, I just woke up. You're making me blubber like a goddamn baby over my cat I had to put down last year. This is your fault. God damn you. Uh, Josh says, sorry to hear the bad news. I had to put my friend down two days before my birthday back in August. Thanks for being able to share your story with your dog. Uh, it helps more than you know. Uh, Chad says, never easy to go through the transition of uh, losing a furry loved one. Transition. Yeah, you do. You transition. You do. Uh, this is a good one. It says, uh, no matter uh, what, the joy, the love, the everything else we give them, it's never close to what they give back. We're lucky to have their snuggles. Uh, I yell at them for getting in the trash uh, from the play that they run around their wake-up barks. They never really leave us. I saw the pictures of Dutchie on Facebook. It made me smile. What a goofball. Uh, just like my Reese, who just turned 11, she's, uh, she knows exactly how to push my buttons. But she can make me smile at the exact same time. If they're happy and live a great life, then we will do the same. Cheers to Dutchie. And, John, since your transition, don't take this the wrong way, but I love you, man. Uh, Chad McDaniel. Well, we can be uh, heterosexual and homosexual and love each other without the, the nasty blowjobs and sex. Unless you, know, you don't want to <laughs> prop over. Uh, somebody else emailed and said, you're not reading all the stuff that comes up. I am, actually. I've read pretty much every post that's come up on the face. You can't help it. I'm just – I look at the pictures of Dutchie constantly on there. So I'm doing that. And the crazy part is – and I had somebody say that. It's like, look, George Carlin said this years ago, and this guy on, on the thing reminded me. He goes, George Carlin's great quote is, life is just a series of dogs. And it really is. I mean, that's really, truly all it is. And you're just lucky to have a few in your life that you're like, wow, I got a, I got a 14-year run in my life – with this amazing thing. And that's a nice thing when you think about you only last 80 if you're lucky. Uh, and then you get uh, 14 of those years to spend with something you really care about. The pandemic made it so I got a lot closer to my dogs than, you know, even normal. Like, it just coming, you couldn't go anywhere. So we were hanging out with them. They were the fun. Like, I'd go and play with them in the yard for hours on end and then have nothing else to go do it again. And so we got into that whole thing. Uh, and, then, and, I, and then as I was looking at Beth and Brady's uh, Instagram page, I realized I don't know a single human being in my life I wouldn't kill to bring Dutchie back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they said you could get rid of every – like I don't have a single person that are like – do this If I could have somebody? Brady – uh, sorry, Brady. Dutchie, I, I'm thinking about killing you. <laughs> uh, if I could have Dutchie back uh, and it meant uh, losing someone, I'm like, uh, okay. Isn't that terrible? But it's true. Yeah. yeah, it is. Like if they said Brady could die right now and it would mean Dutchie would come back and be like, so yeah. long, little friend. <laughs> I don't like people that much. I like you too. That's the yeah. weird part. It's just yeah. a that much factor. I don't have that. 
you're going to want money eventually and stuff, and that's going to be a problem. <laughs> or you're going to be buying those uh, so swiggy cards. And <laughs> What did you do? Dutchie never answered the door. She always barked at people to go. Like, that's why I think I like dogs. They bark when someone comes towards the door like I do. Like, go away. Nobody needs you here. There's no excitement of who's on the other side. They want them to go on. It's an intruder. But, yeah, I thought about that last night, and I'm like, man, if you could say you could replace any person in the world with Dutchie, like, you don't get to pick, but we just, like, yeah, I'd do that. I'd, I'd sacrifice a human for that. <laughs> <laughs> you can have all your dogs back. And that's how most people think about people. I don't that think same so. Way. I don't think so. That they people would, are nowhere near as good as dogs. Nowhere near as good as dogs. They're... They're a fine. It's not black and white to where they're awful, but they're nowhere. Right. They're nowhere near the quality existence of a dog as far as the way that they're they're wired. Yeah, most people would say like a person they've lost. Like, would you replace? Like, you probably do that with your parents or a kid or something like that. Yeah. Like you know, if I lost them, would I replace? Would I would I would I give the dogs up to have that person back? I don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that I have that. I'm trying to think of somebody who's like. Like his past in my life, that'd be like that person comes back. I'd give up one of my. Do- nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm keeping the dogs. <laughs> but if a magic being came down and said Toledo has to go and Dutchie comes back, I mean, all of us would be like, yeah, let's bring Dutchie back. I mean, there wouldn't even be like much of a debate. No offense, Toledo, but no way you. I'm come with you. Yeah, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I mean, Toledo threw his dog in a garbage can. Once. That's right. <laughs> Uh, breaking news last, uh, what was it, Friday or Thursday? Uh, the, the Suns are about to have a Gruden Festival uh, right here. I think it was Friday afternoon. It was a Friday say, afternoon, yeah. 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 It was right a big deal. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, the, the ESPN is planning an attack, basically. This is the Pearl Harbor on the Suns and Robert Sarver. And uh, the details have not come out. But this is a this is, is a guy even from ESPN? I thought he was saying, writer. is he trying to get a job there or oh, something? Well, the, the dude that's putting it together is an ESPN reporter, he but he's got obviously he's, he's got yeah he's got freelancer. the people inside the yeah. thing that yeah. are, are he's just compiled tons of stuff. I mean, he's got to have access. It's not yeah. like some guy off the street that. Just but he's also got people. I don't know what he is, and I don't know who's doing it. The details are sketchy, but this is weird because it's like brace yourselves, everybody. We're going to crush this team, and the Suns have already come back and said it's all fake, and that we're not going to bow down to this. Uh, my sources say, Brady, I've got a source inside the Suns organization that said it is gigantic, the news. Some true, some not true. Uh, but it is, uh, you know, indefensible in certain areas. And they've known about it for a long time. Then he said this, which made me feel great because this is all I need is a little ego pop. Uh-huh. When you say Robert Sarver's taken a step back over the last few years and you've noticed the team doing better, this is why. Wow. No kidding. A little while ago, the reason why he stopped being what you knew him as is because there's a behavior shift that had to, like, pull him back and say, let the team run with other people. How do you make his money? Uh, I don't remember. About real estate? I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. Like, it's all locally? No, from California. Else? He's a California. Okay. I don't remember. That. I think it was San Diego or okay. yeah. But either way, whatever's going to happen, sexism, racism, uh, hostile work environment, like and 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 I was told that some of the stuff is just flat out like, come on, really? Some of it's very Gruden, 
where the language used was inappropriate. Uh, some of it is like going to be super uncomfortable with uh, treatment of uh, opposite sex wow. stuff and the tolerance of said uh, work environment. I don't know how true just this the source sons is. Or but, all his businesses, uh, as far as I know, just the sons. That's all they're targeting. He's got a bank. I guess is the true. sons. I guess that's true. But I don't know. And so I'm talking to this person. He goes like, "You can't say who." And I'm like, "I'm not saying." He still works in the in in the vicinity. In the he's sons adjacent. We'll say not paid for by, but sons adjacent. And. uh Used to be there, isn't anymore. And he's like, they've known about this for a while. And he's not a happy – I'll say this too. The person I was talking to did not have a quality uh, breakup. So can he he be labeled as disgruntled? Not disgruntled but pretty darn happy that this is going down. Not displeased that this is about to hit him. Now, the problem with that is is that it – could dismantle this team. Now, right. people who were here a long, long time remember in the 80s when the last time something like this broke, and I don't know how big this is going to get, but talking to him was interesting. Uh, back in the 80s when the Suns players were running drugs down at, uh, you know. The uh, Madhouse at McDowell. Well, they weren't doing it right out of the arena. They were going to bars and stuff. And the players were involved in a massive drug running scandal. And, like, it was absurd. The only one in the NBA. Oh, you know, but I mean, they were pretty bad. Like, the, like you'd have you'd show. Well, they're up, like, pretty brazen. Yeah, you had a few players that were just wandering in, and they were the mules for the for the drugs because they're like, who's going to suspect these local celebrities to wander around? And they would go into I forget what bar it was down, downtown, but it was a pretty popular place. And you know, running back and forth, running. They were running the drugs, and as far as I know, selling the drugs. And I was a kid, so I don't remember all the details, but I remember it was an absolute disaster. Now. I've had a theory for years that there's a certain group of uh, businessmen that came to town. it up? No, 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 Brady. They wanted to buy those sons. They wanted to buy the sons. Not saying I'm just saying maybe if we started to talk this group into doing some work for us, we would take down the current ownership and then we could step right in. It's how they did Vegas. They basically wandered into Vegas and said, you hillbillies aren't running anything properly. Watch this. They made all the hillbillies do dumb stuff until they lost their business, and then they, they quietly came in and, well, we got this. I got nothing on this. We're I'm so kidding. sorry that yeah. the last owner was so corrupt. We just have no idea. If, in fact, the Colangelo group gets the Suns back after this, I'm Man. convinced it's this that I was right in the 80s and I'll be right again. You know what, though? Look how much better Vegas was, though, once I, they took it look, from the Hillbillies. There's no doubt. when the, when the, Look, the Hillbillies tried to get it back, and then the straight-laced people tried to get it back, and the mob's like, okay, go ahead. And it started to tank, and they just yep. like give it back. The to The straight laced people went, "Hey, kid friendly." Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that, that was for about that five was, minutes. That was right around the time the sons were going through their thing, and they're like, "Let's do, <laughs> kid, let's make it a family thing." And the mob's like, "Yeah, great idea." Meanwhile, they had been stymied by RICO laws for a little while. Why don't you just wait till we're we're clean here? And then fifteen <laughs> years later, like give it back, and they got it back, and it's thriving again. But yeah, the, so in the eighties, the sons went through an absolute scandal. And this was a cow town in the 80s. Nobody paid attention to Phoenix. It was a – nothing was going on here until like the mid-90s, maybe early 90s. Like Charles Barkley really was the one that made people notice. Phoenix was kind of just a little weird cow town resort city. It was big and it was growing, but it wasn't, wasn't on the map. It was Tucson, but it was ready to take wow. off. You remember the 80s, Phoenix. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a thing. I mean somebody like Dave Pratt could thrive here. I mean that's how, <laughs> that's how lowbrow this town was for a little while. But, uh, yeah, so that scandal, I don't think it's as big as that because that was jail time. And then they had to dismantle everybody. They traded everyone. 
everyone, Larry Nance, Walter Davis, like this gaggle of all-stars, James Edwards. They had a bunch of dudes on that team that had to go. This new thing, and again, grain of salt because the person I'm talking to may be rooting for this to be bad. Yeah. But did tell me, oh, it was it was a known problem. And I'm like, what was the biggest thing? Was it racism? Was it? He goes, no. He he did say that the racist stuff he he doesn't know anything about. He said, but uh, there was a lot of uh, commingling in the office. Ooh. Good stuff, though. Very dramatic. But I don't want to see it. But and then I don't know how to feel. Will I stand by Sarver if it turns out it's just a Gruden situation? If there's some emails and they're witch hunting this guy back 15 years, 10 years, five years. And saying he said something terrible in his emails, I can tell you right now, and anybody else who's up in arms about that, they can go f themselves because over the weekend, while I'm going through, you know, sadness and misery, I'm still passing along Alec Baldwin memes and terrible yeah, stuff yeah. that oh, ten yeah. years from now could be considered just awful, and I don't care because I know everyone's doing it, and if you want to take people down for every text or every stupid thing they've ever done, get in line, you'll get everybody. Yep. So we're all doomed in that regard, and anybody who acts, you know, above it is wrong. I, t- I completely think that if you did a full investigation of everybody, they'd, they'd, you'd find something. Because when you're looking for bad things, you find bad things, whether they're you know intentionally bad or not. So the people that run Swig think about their emails. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> this the I almost called them the Swigs. <laughs> almost gave them their own thing, and that could turn into something terrible real fast. Because that would make their their customers a certain type of can't say. Yeah, no. No, no. The swiggers that wander around inside. I'm gonna, <laughs> those are regulars. Uh, those are the regulars, right? This is terrible. Right there. Canceled. <laughs> I'm a proud. That's right. I'm a, Brady's one of them. He's got a card. He's a card, He's a card carrying a swig. It sounds just awful. Got a, just got a meme from him. There's Alec Baldwin. What is that? Oh, he's got a teardrop on his eye. That's very nice. Oh, people, people that want to act sad about the Alec Baldwin thing don't have phones. Because if you do, you whether you have you, everybody's got a friend that might do one thing too many. I have all my friends that go too far. I don't have a friend that doesn't do it, and uh, so I don't want to hear from any. If you, if, I don't want to hear from anyone. I'm always shocked still when people are like, don't know who Barry Wood is. Right? I'm like you have a phone, right? Okay, you have friends. Sure. You didn't get one. How is it not Barry Wood text through the pandemic? He was he was more present than Doctor Fauci. How do you not know this? Anyway, so back to the Suns thing. If it turns out to be something, like I've defended Tom Brady in the past, and I don't know how that happened, but he was 100% right. If this turns into the John Gruden. Give us your emails. Yeah, give us your emails 10 years ago. Now, again, the difference being they're investigating him. If this comes from something else, and they're like, oh, we found that Robert Sarver says some bad things. But this evidently has been brewing for a long time. And the one thing that stood out to me when we were talking, he said, when you talk about on the air, when you say – it seems like Robert Sarvers understood. Now, I've given him credit for just recognizing I, I, he stood back. I have to step back. I'm, I'm, I'm not helping this team win. I have to give the people that are put in these positions their jobs to do. Uh, he said, when you say he stepped back, he has intentionally stepped back in hopes that people just stop paying attention to him and that he's tried a new culture and a new life and that he's less present. He's certainly less present at the games. He used to be real mouthy and on the on the uh, baseline there. It's odd. So we'll see the truth to this. I don't know. I'm not the Gambadoro type that says all my sources are real, but this is a guy who was in the building. So interesting because um, you know if you look back on when you talk about him on the uh, court, 
being a little more mouthier, more vocal. I think of Mark Cuban. I mean, if someone, you know, he was very involved. In Cuban's a super fan. Always has been. That's what I'm saying. I mean, but you could turn that around. The, the scary thing is, is you could take, I think, anyone uh, and take their emails or their messages. Sure. And if you want to make a case and point out, it just it doesn't look good. Never. But, I mean, the difference with Cuban and Sarver was Cuban was winning. Cuban was loud on the sidelines and yeah. everybody loved him because the team was good. They were they were a competitive super team because I think the of the owners Cuban. came in or whatever the commission one time and said you got to Yeah, they called them down, but they do yeah. that to all, they do that to every owner yeah. that starts to challenge the system. Uh, Sarver's not challenging the system. Uh, Cuban came in and said your business plan sucks. Right. And started to to kick the old boys network around a little bit and say, "Hey, there's there's opportunities here with the internet, you're not, you're missing tons and tons of stuff. And at the time, Mark Cuban took the Mavericks over. The the ratings and the NBA were in decline. It was the only major sport that was actually declining at a at a clip that was going to make it just obsolete. And they had Kobe and Shaq and all these players at them. He's like, we've got the product. We're in decline because we're not paying attention. So he was what Jerry Jones was in the early, in the NFL. When yeah. Jerry Jones took Stirring over, it up. he came in and said, you guys have no idea how to run a business. You're running it like it's 1955. And everybody was mad at Jerry Jones when he changed the name of his own stadium. He fired the old guy, Tech Schramm, like got him out, not even going to be a consultant, got rid of Tom Landry, and, and, then, and then said, I should be allowed to keep my own money from Cowboys sales and things like you revenue share and everything. He created a plan that made revenue sharing fair for everybody because he was outselling everyone. He created that thing where he's like, in my building, I should sell what I want. I should own this. Personalized license seating. Everything that we have today that's normal – Jerry Jones came in and threw rocks at the old windows. Sarver's not doing that. He came in as, a, yeah. as an owner that needed help, uh, as an owner that and, and evidently rubbed people the wrong way doing it. He's like, you're not even winning. And the city didn't like him. So we'll find out. But evidently this news – and oh, and that was the other thing he told me. He said uh, they were going to wait until the end of October, early November, to start bleeding out info. He said, don't be surprised if it's tomorrow. I talked to him yesterday. If it's tomorrow or Tuesday, now that it's got fire under. He said, don't be surprised if you start seeing little clips I think it'll be this week. You think? I don't know. Because they play on Wednesday. They don't play today or tomorrow. I think they'll try and get ahead of it before the game because they're going to want to ask all the players about it. Well, they didn't mention it much at all. And then the Portland game, the Suns just got blasted right. Saturday night. Beat the crap out of the Lakers Friday when it all broke. So I'm like, I don't think anybody cares. And then Saturday just got obliterated by Portland. And I have to wonder if it's like, uh, all right, guys, brace yourselves. This is going to be a rough go. Who knows? But it isn't going to be good. Evidently, whatever it is, is not going to be good. And if it's just emails and somebody's on a witch hunt, we'll find that out. I can't imagine uh, at all this becoming uh, the norm. But that whole thing with the Redskins happened, and there's 650,000 emails, and one dude got hit, and then all the rest of them were buried. Somebody else is in that mix doing terrible stuff. Nobody's saying a word. Now people are starting to ask those questions. Well, it starts to look like, why were we after John Gruden? Because this is clearly a targeted attack of one person. Because you don't have 650,000 clean emails and four dirty ones that get one guy in the deepest uh, hole he's ever been in. It just doesn't occur. Especially if he's sharing with another guy who's under investigation for the very same thing, and they found him to be dead clean, I guess. Right. So the Sarver thing, we'll see. But I mean, I, I people are like, I'm curious to see what you, I reserve judgment on it simply because this could go two ways. This could go right into that whole misery of of, of 
this culture that has to go get everybody for every word they've ever said and also could be uh, an unhappy employee that's like, watch what I've got on you. I've got a slew of emails that makes it so hating you was easy. We could do that to everybody. Everybody's got something. Oh, yeah. So Scott asks, uh, John, did you ask your uh, informant if Steve, if Sarver was the real dad of Steve Nash's kid? <laughs> no, that, that was – was that during the Colangelo or was that Sarver? That might have been Sarver's Sarver. last couple of years. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure we all know that was Leandro Barbosa, which is weird because Barbosa now works with, us, with Nash for the net, so it might have been – Jason Richardson, who was the other suspected father. That was a real one. Yeah. We've had a couple of awesome paternity suits here in our NBA world. Uh, not suits, but paternity situations. Remember when Brittany Griner and her girlfriend got into a fight because uh, she came home pregnant? Wrong was, surrogate. Was like one of them's name was Glory something or other, something like that, and Brittany and then they had just gotten married, and then they got into a domestic violence over paternity, which I found paternity. hysterical that the WNBA had a paternity problem. Because <laughs> Brittany thought it was hers, I think. It was her, her girlfriend's name was like Miracle Wisdom Superstar. It was the dumbest name I've ever heard. She was a player, too. But then you got the Steve Nash story years ago, where his wife gave... This is rumored, but there's way too much smoke not to have this be real, that he was in the delivery room. She had the baby. He knew there's a, there's a chance this may. That's not my kid. This, well, beyond that, he knew that it may come out. Like you put a vanilla cake in and a chocolate cake comes out. You're thinking, uh-oh, that's not my cake. Somebody else switched cakes. And uh, in the delivery room, he asked for a divorce. Cause, Good and, and then within a week, Leandro Barbosa and Jason Richardson were traded. Good man. Sure, That's good what man. I would do sure, too. sure. But then denied it all like it never happened. And now Leandro and him are working together again. And so I think it must be the other guy. <laughs> if so it's Robert, not Steve. So. Robert Sarver has a uh, heart center named after his father now. Do you think that if this blows up badly that they have to rename the heart center his, down in U- University of Arizona? His dad's no, name comes up? His dad's name. But they're both... Uh, yeah, but he, he donated the money for yeah. it, so yeah. yeah. He I'll named bet they it. changed it. So I wouldn't doubt it. It would just be the... Yep. Yeah, they wouldn't keep that around. If it's as bad as people... But he said it's bad. I was told this is not good. And there's no escaping it. Like, we'll see. But that just basically means the NBA comes in like they did when Donald Sterling threw the N-bombs around all over the place. Uh, talking about Magic Johnson kissing his girlfriend, and he thought that was the grossest thing in the world because he goes, ah, you can't go hanging around with him and getting pictures of yourself <laughs> kissing him. People are going to make fun of me because he was an old man who thought AIDS was still transferable by partying. <laughs> You're in a room with it. And then he had some choice words for that. And then the NBA stepped in and said, you're going to sell this team. Well, what they didn't realize was that the Clippers at that point were worth $2 billion. So... The winner was the N-word thrower. The NFL has has that too. Jerry Richardson, they bounced yep. him. Like, yeah, for sexual harassment yeah. and terrible behavior. Well, yeah, lots of stuff. And then he gets to sell his team. Right. Which and I don't understand why you wouldn't. Like, okay. Yeah. We're going to force you. You're going to yeah. force me to make $2 billion. When Sarver first got this team, it wasn't worth, it was worth half I of what it is up. now. I just $400 million. Is yeah, like they bought, got him, bought Which was a record at the time. Yeah, it was like, yep. and, and it was a struggle for him to get the money. Yeah. Which was everybody's like, well, now we've got a house poor owner. He can't spend any money. Spend it all on the team. 
And everybody's like, well, this will never work. You spent, and then, now the Suns are like a $1.7, $1.6 billion thing. I might intentionally toss a few N-bombs around to make them force a sale. And they'll, they'll do all the legwork and find a new owner? All right. N-word, N-word, N-word. And they're like, oh, my God, he's, <laughs> he's got to go. I'm like, I'll be fine. Trust me, when I buy my island, you guys have no idea how little you'll see me. So since you asked, uh, the return of Steve Nash, so Steve Nash 2.0, yeah. coincided with him buying the team. So they both ah, started in 2004. Okay. So and then he so was he here was for eight years. So the first eight years of Steve Nash 2.0 were Sarver years. So the baby drama could be Sarver's. Although I don't think you could recognize the baby was Sarver's right off the bat, unless it came out <laughs> a complete jackass. <laughs> Either way, interesting times over there in Phoenix Suns land because it's a. I've never seen a story do this. Just wait for this. Like I've never heard of the. Yeah, it's you, a, you wait for it's, a, it's almost Geraldo's vault. It's yeah, like, uh, there may be nothing to this if you keep saying just wait. Although Ronan Farrow's thing that came out about Harvey Weinstein was yeah. a whole lot of just wait. I got a ton. I can't yeah. do it yet. And then little leaks here and there, and then all of a sudden you find explosion. Out, I, like I had heard and read that the reason why Farrow's stuff Gonna didn't kill come out right away is because it had to be vetted legally. A, it had to be vetted legally. B, he had. Uh, that his operation. Well, the Israeli his army was yeah. following yeah, Ronan Farrow it. around. Yep. Uh, like he had, what are they, Mujahideen? What are those? Those are the. Mujahideen. Uh, no, no, that's not them. I think that's so. The, that's it? the Middle Eastern guys. What do they call Oh, them? yeah, yeah. What do they call them? Uh, the guy, you know, Eric Bana movie. <laughs> Munich. But those guys were the badass black, the black ops, ops of, yeah. of the Israeli army, and they were following Farrow around. So you're like, we got to make sure we got this right. And everybody needs to know. And the people, all those witnesses were getting followed around. It's a great story. But that was one that kind of... Mossad. Mossad. There you go. Crazy. Boy, would they be mad if we... Hey, Mossad, we're sorry. We confused you with the uh, Mujahideen guys. (laughs) Magic Houdini guys. Well, they'd both be mad. Neither of them are happy. You thought we were Jews? (laughs) (laughs) You thought we were filthy sand people? Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I got my words mixed up. Either way. The server thing. I don't know. I don't know what to think, but it was odd. And I got tons of, like, Friday, just loads of people like, oh, my God, just when they get So what happens? uh, I mean, how do you feel now? All of a sudden, you jump back in. I'm fine. As a fan, I I feel like the team. If this season all of a sudden just goes. Oh, it could go south. Yeah. I mean, it could. I mean, these are those moments where you're like, "Uh uh-oh. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are a perfect example. Which would stink. In 1994, Bill Belichick was their coach. They were uh, like six and one to start the season. They were a serious Super Bowl favorite, and then their owner announces Modell says we're moving to Baltimore. I can't get a deal here. And actually, it was some dude named Paris Glenn Denning who was the mayor of Baltimore at the time that spilled the beans and ruined it. And that team fell apart because they're like they quit on the. There was just too much pressure all around them, and that was a really good football team. And then a few years later, the Browns became the Ravens, and within five years, they'd won a Super Bowl. So it was. I could see that happening to the Suns here is that they just collapse because of it. Who knows? But it's also kind of one of those things where, I don't know. I don't know the details. But I know that sexual harassment or a a workplace that sucks, there has to be some sort of a, a, I don't know, to make it public. If I had a bad experience here at the station and everything and tried to make – like people know or whatever, and there's a few of us, and we just kept it under wraps. And then all of a sudden, the station is doing gangbusters business. It's the most popular thing 
Like you can't imagine the rise from where it was when I was here to what it's doing now. And then I get mad. It feels like when the getting's Once good, I'm going to take them down. You had an opportunity to go after this when no one would have paid attention. You know, and it might have had more impact then because they have a right. chance to to rebuild from yeah. nothing then. So in a way, from from what I was told, which is like, no, this has been kind of brewing for a long time. We feel it. They 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 were covering bases a lot back then, which is why James Jones, the general manager, came out with his announcement and basically said, "It's all false. We got this covered." You wouldn't do that as an organization unless you knew. Like they had a big pre-prepared statement going. None of these allegations are real. Like they've seen and heard them. So reading. Uh, the GM's note, he's seen what's coming. If you if you read what he wrote, he's like, I know everything that's coming, and I know that all of it is is, you know. And I understand where un- they're coming from. It, you know, you gotta throw that out there because you know the way it works now is immediately once that accusation's out there. Oh, sure, you gotta have guilty. a statement. But if you read his statement, media. if you read his statement top to bottom, yeah, he's seen the details. He knows what's coming. Yeah, it's because it's unfounded. It's this. It's that. Well, what's unfounded? We don't know anything. Right. It's all unfounded. Everything. The, the, the accusations. I'm like, well, there haven't been any yet. So he knows. And discrediting the uh, source. Right. Oh, well, yeah. This guy yeah. doesn't even work. The, pe- the people who said it are this. Yeah, and you're like, journalist. you know everything that's coming. Like, you know which pitch is coming here. You're the Houston Astros. You you know what's happening. So it's it'll be interesting, but it is kind of when the getting's good. It's like, oh, you're rich now. Now I'm going to say it's when uh, when people get divorced, and the other one has like a good five year run, and the ex wife comes back and wants to boost up the the monthly. It's like, well, he's living high on the hog now. Said, yeah, but you got divorced years. Ago. Yeah, but now my the balance of power is too high. I don't have any respect for that. So we'll see if that's the case too. Because now that the sons are good, it's a little bit harder to say where were you when. On the downtimes when you allowed all this. Oh, when they got you as many clicks back then. Exactly. Wow, that's, that's true. Thing, yeah. And you, so you start looking at like what, what's in it for the person saying so. Because yeah. now it's going to get a ton of spotlight. It's a team that was in the finals. But if they knew about it for a couple of years, then then it wasn't somebody doing that. They just you know crossed and dotted the entire time, and it just happens to come out when people care about the Suns. We'll see. But I don't think it's going to be good from what I was told. And I didn't get any details. I just My sources tell me. It's bad, and there's a reason why we haven't heard from Sava the same way as the old days. You can see it through, as clear as looking through a Pella glass window. John Gambit, ding dong, sources tell me. I was eating my, I, I, and Brady, I nearly spit up my udon noodles from Payway, but of course you can't spit those you up there. Too delicious. That. I would never spit them out. They give me great power. So I immediately asphalt swam over to my source's house because I don't need water to swim. I use the asphalt. It's a little tougher, but I'm the only man who can do it. Then I Golden Gloves boxed the telephone pole. I won in under a round. Crushed it, Brady. Severe brain damage to the telephone pole. It's horrible. It. Took a sip of filtrated water. <laughs> Talk to my sources. But I have a source now, so I feel a little gamba ding dongish. Anyway, what are you going to do? So... Whether the Suns play well or not, this is going to be the thing. And I'm kind of hoping it's just a little – it's like a firecracker that just goes – Yeah. The, the, anything that gets this much pre-hype, I'm expecting horrible stuff. So it's not good for the accuser. In a way, this is a really smart PR move when you're accused to leak out before the information can be like, oh, my God, something horrible is going to happen. And the accusations are – Unbelievable. And 
so you set the bar so high, you expect Robert Sarver has like body parts and like he's like Robert Durst, like he's got murders all over the. And then when it comes out, always oh, kind of a jerk at work. It's like ah, big deal. Well, we played that uh, last week. You know, I, I I pulled up the Letterman show. Yeah, where he basically had this stuff going on. Yeah. He's like, you know what, I'm gonna. Well, he was being uh, uh, get it early. blackmailed. He got he got out in front of the story before the news did. He yeah. broke the news to all of us on his show that he was being extorted. And Letterman's case was unbelievable. And then he had to come clean on the yes, I've been sleeping with my staff. There has been a lot of inappropriate uh, and choking. Well, I mean, and the crowd's the clapping. Part, yeah, but he basically said, "Yeah, I've had sex with women I work with, and it has been an environment that that was encouraged, and we had." I, a lot of inappropriate relationships, but he got he got ahead of it. Lucky for him, one of the people he had the relationships with tried to blackmail him for two million dollars, so he became the victim. So all the others. But I have to think if you're in a hostile work environment and you filled out papers and they're not doing anything and you got all that and you didn't f- follow up, I, I don't know how it works because I guess I'm I'm not a, I'm not the type of person that can. If I'm in a hostile work situation, I'm going to be hostile back. Yes. I would agree with you that. Know? And then if it all falls that, apart, if they're yeah. doing something really wrong, I'm going to – to the point where I'm just <clears> – <throat> I can't move on. I'm going to go after them. But if, that, if that's the case, if you do go after them, does that then shoot down the possibility of coming back and saying – See, there's where – that's I kind of know. what I'm getting at. Yeah. If, if that's the case, then I was never interested in justice. I yeah. was interested in getting paid. Right. So I, I – if it's But I'm a, saying if you got – because you fought back, you got fired. Right. Then you've now got a you case. Have no, well, you do. But do you because – Absolutely. It gives them more ammo on the other side of saying, well, the behavior of this person was – Right. If you've got documented behavioral problems, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I'm if – It I'm just a, becomes more difficult, n- I think. Look, but it's, it's all paperwork. Yeah. You can sit and have paperwork. everybody – if you've got jackassery paperwork on your file – and you file later, there, it's a hostile work environment, and I'm like, you're causing it. Yeah. Then you got nothing. Yeah, but, but if there's except- nothing on you, and all of a sudden they try to spin it because you're like, I, I've made complaint after complaint after complaint, yeah. they got nothing on me, and now I'm fighting back, and they're firing me? Yeah. You've got a huge case on your hands because they never reprimanded. Especially if in your file that you didn't sign or see. Like, yeah, I've, that's I've heard a case You have to be told. We, I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I've heard of people saying, you know, well, He's got a file that we've had this on it. And like, I didn't see any of it. I didn't sign any right. of it. Yeah, you can make up so, a file yesterday. Yeah, Who knows? exactly. You have to be able – you have to be – I don't know. You have it's to just, acknowledge whatever's in your file. There has to be kind of a pussy factor involved somewhere that you're like, look, I, I wasn't happy there. And now I'm making it there. You know, Or there's the – boy, this was a detrimental place to work and I had to stay. I guess – I going to say, can't know. there be a line where you're trying to – Make that company better, whether you're there or not, or trying to make a better work environment for the people to follow you. Uh, the work environment thing is new. Our emo- we have too many emotions. What our, determines our, we have, that? We have, yeah, we have too many emotions because yeah. emotions are now involved in work, and business used to be emotionless. And it's better that it's not. But there's too many emotions involved, and that means that emotions are varying. So a hostile work environment to you is different than one for me. Totally agree, but I, I, I use this place as an example. Our previous owners was a good work environment. Our new owners, I would say, is a better work For environment. For you. Now you talk to someone else and say, sure. Chuck's words were horrifying. Yeah. The things he'd say openly in hallways 
were not a comfortable That's work That's why I say Hubbard has been a better work <laughs> I mean, honestly, right. was it? It was not. Some people would say John walks around and says inappropriate things. Right. I make an uncomfortable work environment. Hopefully the malicious intent part comes into play, yeah. but I'm not sure it can. Not a lot of people know what that word means. Right. They're too stupid to know, and they think in you know terms of, of, of black and white where it's like it's either all or nothing. And so, yeah, you don't know, but that's where I'm saying emotions come yeah. into play. When it used to be business, like work used to be hard. People would say things that hurt your feelings. You had to suck it up and move on. And now it's like emotional. Now it's like, oh, I didn't like how this person just talked to me. And that becomes a hostile work environment. I think defining hostile work environment has got – because you think like like it, the hostile work environment for our cushy little uh, fart show yeah. is totally different than what's oh, going yeah. on at a smelting plant yes. or something where these people then are actually – you're talking about safety. Well, you're talking about safety. You're talking about like this the, – the tolerance of language is going to be different. Oh, yeah. Like everything that goes on on a construction site – that you move construction workers right in here and say, be yourself, boys. Oh, man. It's going to be a nightmare for our HR department because they won't be able to. And we're pretty open around here, but still. It's all just these ebbs and flows because emotions involved at work. And it should be to a certain degree, but it also should be pulled back. And it's all about paperwork. That's it. You, if Toledo's got seven different Always things, it's said this jackass has been on the, on the verge of getting fired seven different times and he's coming after me now. Sorry, kid, not happening. Unless I'm really wrong and, and you have a case. And even then, it's like he's been a bad employee the entire time. We have we have backup. You're not going to win. Courts don't look at your emotions. They basically look at, like, what's been going on here? He's, he's filed 72 complaints against you guys, and now you're firing him because he's doing another one? That's a little heavy. And the thing that uh, is frustrating that you've seen happen throughout the years is the companies sometimes are like, we don't want to take it to the court. Let's hey, just write him a check, and Brett it's cheaper Mad for Men. us to go that route. Yeah, we yeah. watch Mad Men. Oh yeah, wasn't that better? Oh, doesn't it seem like that? I, was I a wish I was living in those days. I mean, uh, sure, take out the bigotry, most of it, because <laughs> some of it's kind of funny. <laughs> some, and you, and you look at the way it was going. It was like work was probably not comfortable for most people. But that was it. Was all even. Everyone was a little uncomfortable at work, so no one had a real complaint. Like, well, it's bad for me, but it's bad for them too. Like, you were never singled out for the most part. They didn't have an HR department. No, then. Don Draper would drink the day away with you. I was gonna say, I agree with that. Where's the bar card? Bring yeah. it in here. And then where's our swiggle card? The uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, you'd have those moments where like this is uncomfortable for everybody, but it's just the way it is. And people were a little tougher. I think maybe it wasn't right. Maybe it was. But they were a little tougher, and now it just seems a lot. Like, now, yeah, and a now lot. it just seems like paydays. They were, but then you know there was a lot of times that underlings did not have any voice or anything. Sure, so and you need there that. was some, but now it's about now it's about a payday. It now feels that it's way, now it's less sure. about you feeling like I'm gonna I'm gonna fix this workplace and more about a, I'm gonna get the guy that got me and I'm gonna get paid doing. Yep, it. they look at the HR department as an ATM. Yeah, just I'm gonna get paid. Very well said. HR department means I get mine mm-hmm. and I get revenge. It's not about being the person who made like this whistleblower for Facebook. That person's legitimately trying to say there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like I look at that and I'm like, I don't know if I don't even know her name, but I'm like, she, I, it feels like she's doing something to say this is wrong. I may be wrong about that, but yeah, it I feels get, that way. I don't, I don't get feel like she she's yeah, she's not going after Zuckerberg yep. personally and saying, and also I'm going to get paid for this. Like but she the environment might, needs to change. But something horrible is happening. Not only the environment, but like what they do. Right. Like they are corrupt. Like this is bad for the future of America. 
She's in Great Britain today talking to them, going, it's not good for you either, by the way. Like, we can manipulate, that, that, that thing can manipulate way beyond your imagination. And they know it. So, I don't know. The Sarver thing, we'll find out. But if, uh, we'll have to weigh it all out later. But, uh, by the way, uh, just got an email that said it's not a story anymore. It just got squashed this morning. Someone figured out how to get rid of all of Sarver's emails to where no one would look. It's now posted at Boss KUPD on Instagram. <laughs> it's gone forever. No one will ever see them. And if they do, they'll be so bored it won't matter. I'll tell you right now. I'd rather – it's read, a dump. I would rather read every legal document in this case than look at Brady's Instagram page. I would rather here's a here's here's the tax code for 2022, John. And also you can look at Boss. Oh good God, no, get that computer away from me. I'm gonna read the tax code. <laughs> Front to back. If I finish the tax code in a reasonable amount of time, will it eliminate Brady's Facebook page and Instagram page kind of like uh, the Back to the Future? Just kind of disintegrates. <laughs> oh, what a dream it would be! Because I got do not go there. I got emails from people uh, saying your boy's at it again about Toledo, and then every once in a while I get one going. He posted, can't and I know exactly what that means. He posted. Nobody says can't wait. By the way, that's not part of it. <laughs> they all say, "Oh, you got to stop this. This is tied to you somehow." I'm like, I know. I'm not happy with it. But he's not alone because everybody's got a stupid Instagram page they think they're being entertaining with, and they're not. Very rare. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? Hopefully something for Mr. Sarver. <laughs> All right. The Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Still running their winter soft goods sale, so 15% off uh, select carry soft good items. Soft so goods. getting you guys ready for getting you guys ready for the slopes. Your, what? The ski slopes. Yes, yes. Yeah, come yeah. on. It's hostile work environment. <laughs> Uh, plus, plus, got the best wrenches in town. So if you're not doing the hills, I won't even say slopes anymore. If you're not going to be riding the hills on the and then they, in the powder, get that bike all tuned up. Do They're going to hook you up with everything over there. But look at that! I, I, I policed you, myself. You did a very good job. Policed myself this yeah. time. But uh, so check them out at actionrideshop.com as well as on the Instagram and Facebook. And I was talking to else, Josh so. about the Sarver thing this weekend. Yeah. We were texting back and forth because both of us are kind of like, "What's going on?" Like it just seems like it's being built up. By the way, Scott Haynes just said Starver signed uh, some of his staff to go work on an upcoming movie called Rust. Well, that's a bad idea, but he's trying to get, trying to get rid of some witnesses the old-fashioned way. It's what Colangelo would have done. Well, we got to complain them. Don't worry about it. They won't be around much Relocation. longer. We relocate them. We get them out. Uh, on the list, we got Tool, Machine Head, Highly Suspect, Seven Dust Angels, Son for Dutchie. Yeah. Uh, Metallica, Primus John the Fisherman because they're playing tonight. Uh, Clutch, Megadeth, oh, Pantera. Geez, I forgot about that. Primus is here today. Yeah. With Wolfmother. That's I a good show. That, I think Wolfmother got dropped off. Oh, the they show. did? I think, I think so. Because of uh, COVID all that yeah. kind this of is, stuff. Yeah, this is the one they're doing the they're doing Rush, whole Rush yeah. Uh, tribute. Yeah. That'll be interesting. So that's tonight at, uh, what are they calling it now? Federal. The Arizona Federal yeah. Theater. All right. But uh, let's get for, all your details the, there. It's Sanderson Ford concert calendar. Sounds like there should be Confederate flags on that. (laughs) (laughs) The feds. I don't know what the confeds. If we do Primus, you should do too many puppies for you. Oh, hey, 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 too soon. Yeah, no kidding. Jeez. What a dick. I didn't even in the Chicago yet this morning. (laughs) Oh, man. I know what I'm going to do at your funeral, blue bin. (laughs) Hey, you were going to kill me earlier. (laughs) I would do it in a heartbeat if it would bring Dutchie back. I don't know that you give me as much joy. 
Oh, I know I don't. Actually, I know you I know don't. I don't. I'll, I'll no, step up on that no one. I absolutely know that. And I have no problem with you saying that about me. I think it hurts Brady's feelings. But if you said, look, <laughs> if I could get my dog back and you had to yeah. die to do it, I'd be like, you know what? I understand that. Brady's like, what about why? You'd kill me for – yes, Brady. In like seconds. If I had, had to do it, run. If I had to do it by hand and like show up at the magic man's house with your like intestines. And here's his intestines. Now work your magic. The only way to bring back your loved duchy <laughs> to get him? is to disembowel Brady and bring me his intestines. Like That's going to be a haul. I'm going to need a friend for that. Five. Yeah, but I will be right back. <laughs> Traffic uh, permitting, I'll be back before the hour's out. <laughs> what are you here for? i got to disembowel you to bring back my friend. What? But we're friends. No. We are friends, but. But see, I like when she's in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> Uh, we do a little Primus. Never bad to start today with Primus. Yeah. Concert Psyching Rock for tonight. Or we can start with Rush and get people excited about... Ugh. <laughs> well, see, it's one or the other, Toledo. <laughs> They're playing Rush. What's a Farewell to Kings? Which one does... It, what's on that? Tom Sawyer on that? No. No? I don't think any of the hits are on that one. Who wants to see this? Uh, let's pull it up here. I knew they were doing a Rush thing, but I just now read that it said a Farewell well, to Kings. They're doing Rush and other stuff? Uh, that's what I hear. It oh, says, wow. Performing Rushes of Farewell to Kings in its entirety. Closer, Closer to the Heart is probably uh, the song yeah. you'd know off of it. But okay. they got those 11 like and 10-minute songs. One, and No, no, it's been uh, 77. Oh, wow, I thought that was one of their 80s ones. The big show on Saturday with a, the, with a real band cover and stuff. Who wants to hear all of Rush? But we do one Rush song. The Night of the Singing Dead, because Neil Peart is dead. So Rush is on the list. That's going to be a better show. Save your money and go to our thing Saturday. It'll be more fun. <laughs> Although Primus is fun. All right. We'll do a little Primus start this day off. That's it? Closer to the Heart's the only good one off of that? Uh, there's other stuff, but, I mean, that's the only ones that most people will recognize. But hearing the bass go the whole oh, yeah. way, because if anything, Claypool can oh, keep up with Gaddy. guys. insane. He's ridiculous. And Primus is an amazing well, the guys jazz band. went to the... The Willy Wonka thing, and they yeah. said it was amazing. Well, of course. And they're incredible musicians. That's the best part. All right. You got it ready? Yep. All right. Let's do a little Primus here. Concert Psyching Rock for tonight's Rush tribute with Primus. Maybe or maybe not Wolf Mother. Big Red Badass. What? What did you just say? You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet! Mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.